Jonah. Jonah chapter 1, verse 6. The Bible says this. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us, that we perish not. Scripture's in front of you. I'd like to ask you to read this with me, and let's read it together. Ready? So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. Turn to that person beside you and look them in the eye and just simply say, awake. Let's pray together, would you? Lord, we thank you today for the opportunity to gather. We thank you for your presence that is so real with us today. We thank you, Lord, for those that have given their lives to you, been baptized, filled with your spirit just this month. Lord, we thank you for what's happening here, even in this room today. And God, right now, as we go into your word, I pray that you'd help me to bring it to your people, and I pray that you would help us to have an ear to hear what your spirit would say to the church. Be exalted, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you as you're seated. This story is, or this passage of Scripture, is basically the introduction to the story of Jonah. We've heard the story of Jonah and the whale. We've heard that story. If you have been in church, grew up in Sunday school, grew up uh, around church, I'm sure you've heard the story of Jonah and the whale. But here in this passage of Scripture, the setting of this story is simply this that the one that could make a difference in what was going on in this situation the one man that can make a difference in what was going on in this situation this man was asleep the focus of this text of scripture this passage comes from the captain the captain asked Jonah a question. The captain said, Why are you sleeping? Arise, call upon your God. My message today is not about Jonah and the whale, even though the message is going to constantly be bouncing back and forth from that story. But the story of Jonah and the whale just simply starts in the book of Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, and look at it with me. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and he went down into it, to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent a great wind, or sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. 
But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. I'm going to stop in the reading there, but if you went on, you know the story how that they took Jonah, they cast him into the water, and, and a whale, God had prepared this great fish that swallowed him. Three days he was in this fish until God caused the fish to vomit him out onto dry ground, and he did, of course, go in and preach to Nineveh because he knew that, that he just couldn't get away from the presence of God. But what I want you to see is within those first six verses because Jonah had a mission from God. Jonah had a message to deliver, but Jonah got himself in a mess. Is anybody with me this morning? You see, Jonah was running from his purpose, and he was asleep in a storm. He was running from his purpose, and he was sleeping in the storm. I come to bring you a pertinent message this morning. I come to bring you a word that is not in the pages of Old Testament history. I come to bring you a message that is for the day of August 29th, 2021. Right now, there's a storm raging. Right now, it's time to call upon God. Right now, it's time to embrace our purpose. Right now, it's time to awake. Romans chapter 13, verse 11, Paul said, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us cast off, or let us therefore cast off the work, works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. First thing we need to realize is we need to know the time. Somebody say, knowing the time. What time is it? Poke your neighbor in the ribs and say, what time is it? I'm going to tell you what time it is. Paul said it here in Romans chapter 13. It is high time to awake out of sleep. That's what time it is. It's high time to awake out of sleep. That just simply means to rouse from sleep. That means to arise. And then he goes on to say it's time not only, it's not only time, but it's high time to awake out of sleep. It's also time to cast off the works of darkness. You know what that means? That means you put it aside. You put it off. You lay it down. You get rid of it. If it connects you to the dark, it's got to go. If it connects you to things that are not of God, it's got to go. If if it's not holy, if it's not righteous, if it's not godly, it's got to go. You cast off the works of darkness. And not only do you cast off the works of darkness, you put on the armor of light. There's a lot of people running around church that may have cast off the works of darkness, but they ain't put anything else on. You don't just lay things down. you got to prepare for what is. And I'm putting on the armor of light. Awake, awake, awake. To awake means to wake from sleep. To wake, to awake 
means not only to awake from sleep, it means to rouse to action. To awake not only means to wake from sleep or to rouse to action, to awake also means to come to or to bring to an awareness or to become cognizant of what is going on. To use it in a sentence, you could just simply say that she awoke to the realities of life. Awake. Jonah, the storm is raging. And Jonah, while you're trying to sleep through the storm, the message of impending judgment is waiting to be given. Jonah, how much longer will you reside in reluctance? Jonah, what else needs to happen before you pursue your purpose? I didn't come to just preach to you today and tickle your ears. I got a prophetic word from the Lord to bring to somebody this morning. You're asleep in a storm, and your purpose is yet to be fulfilled. Jonah, awake, awake. Jonah, you have a word from God. Jonah, you have a message that needs to be heard. Why was Jonah asleep? Why was Jonah asleep? Look at it closely just for a moment. Jonah, the Bible says in Jonah 1 verse 3, two different times mentions the same phrase that he was running from the presence of the Lord. In verse 3, two times mentions that he was running from the presence of the Lord. First of all, God told him to go to Nineveh. He went to Joppa, a seaport city on the Mediterranean Sea. He went there. That's where you would take a cruise from. So he went to Joppa. He went to Joppa, and he found the ship going down to Tarshish. And the Bible says he was doing this to flee from the presence of the Lord. He paid the fare, and he got on board this Tarshish-bound ship. And the Bible was plain to say to go with them from the presence of the Lord. You see, Jonah abdicated any care for those that were on the ship or those that were in the situation with him. Jonah was focused on Jonah. Somebody hear me for a minute right now. You see, the Bible said in verse 5 that Jonah was going down into the sides of the ship. He lay down, and he was fast asleep. I want you to hear what I'm about to say to you. If you can hear my voice right now, wave at me. All right, that's 92% of you. I want you to notice this. Jonah cocooned himself in isolation, wrapped himself in disconnection, and attempted to disengage from it all by sleeping. He cocooned himself in isolation, wrapped himself in disconnection, and attempted to disengage from it all by sleeping. What was Jonah, y'all with me? What was Jonah telling us by going down into the lower part of the ship and taking a nap? Jonah's mere actions was saying it will go away. Come on now, it'll go away. His mere actions were saying leave me alone. His actions were saying, I don't want to accept this. 
I will isolate. I will disconnect. I will disengage. And there's a lot of people right now, you're in the building, but you've cocooned your mind from reality. It is time to realize it's real. What's going on right now? It's real. The need is real. The storm is real. And the impending judgment is real. Jonah, wake up and call upon your God. That was the message from the captain. And notice again in Jonah 1.6, the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. That's the message today. The message is not Jonah get in the water. The message is not go do something drastic. The message is Jonah would you please get up and start praying and that's the message for the church right now Jonah would you please get up and call upon thy God I'm not going to get up here and spout the news to y'all this morning because y'all know it but things are happening right now it's moving too fast for us to even process I share my heart with you this morning and I just simply tell you this, my heart breaks. And I'm sure I, tell, I say that for all of us. Our hearts break. Our blood boils. And if our blood's not boiling, it's running cold. And we're bouncing from feeling to feeling. Frustration and overwhelming feeling. Tears and hurts. Heartaches and disappointments. And we feel as if we've been failed or we feel as if we're failing. A neighboring town was washed away last weekend. It's devastating. John and, and uh, uh, Ben went over and took some stuff, some supplies the other day. And John sent me a, he was FaceTiming me and showing me stuff. And it's just heartbreaking to the point that I just wanted to quit watching. A country that we love, Benji, has been decimated by, by, the, by the hurricane and the storms that's hit Haiti. Our brothers, I sat in Brother Eddie's office a few days ago and he showed me a video clip of executions that were taking place in Afghanistan. And they were in a place, the social media, where you can't escape anything. They don't show it on the news, but everybody in the world, we realize this down in Haiti, everybody in the world has got a cell phone. Everybody in the world, it seems like, has a way now of doing a video and so the video made its way through social media of these men about a dozen of them that had their arms tied behind their back and the wicked evil godless hell-sent Taliban began to shoot them in the back of the head I watched the video it's extraordinarily disturbing they said that the men on this video were Christians. Our brothers are being executed, and social media is showing the footage. In our own country, we have a leadership vacuum that is disturbing to us. But let me remind you that in this storm, we have a mission, we have a message, and we also have a decision. Listen to me. Are we going to attempt 
to ride out the storm, Jonah? Are we going to attempt to ride out the storm and hope that it will all go away? Or do we rise to embrace our purpose and engage our call? I'm reaching for Jonah this morning. God's got you in a storm. We're all in the storm. But God's given us a mandate. God's given us a mission. God's given us a message. Will we wake up and do what God has called us to do? Poke your neighbor and say, awake. You see, sleepers, sleepers want it dark, but doers, they want the light. Ephesians 5, 8, Paul writes to the church and he says, For we were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We may be in this world, brothers and sisters, but this world does not define who we are. Somebody help me preach right now. Social media doesn't define us. The media doesn't define us. Politics doesn't define us. Where we are doesn't define us. But who we are in Christ Jesus, that defines who we are. You're children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light." Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and pay attention, and don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. If there ever was a time to be filled with the Holy Ghost, right now is the time. Be filled with the Spirit. And when you are filled with the Spirit, this is what's going to happen. You're going to speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Holy Ghost puts a different word in your mouth. The Holy Ghost makes a different sound come out of you. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wake up. The Lord is coming. How many of you believe the Lord is coming? I'm going to give you a rather lengthy reading of Scripture, and this will be my longest reading. God's blessed me with the ability to read quick. Sometimes I probably read quicker than people can listen. But I'm still going to just blurt it all out. And here it goes. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, Paul writes to us and said, I, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 
For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort ye one another with these words. And then he goes on. Verse five, or chapter 5, verse 1, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day, and we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are drunk, get drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, whether we are awake or asleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourself together and edify one another, even us also you do. There's two things I have to ask you this morning. And number one, are we ready? And number two, are we looking? Are we awake? And are we anticipating? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 34, awake to righteousness and sin not. What he's meaning by that, brothers and sisters, are y'all living a life that says, I'm looking for the coming of the Lord. I have to ask you that question, y'all. I'm your pastor. Are you looking? Are you living a life that is looking for the coming of the Lord? of the Lord. If the trumpet were to sound tonight, are you going home to be with Jesus? If he were to come back right now, are you going home to be with Jesus? If you have any insecurity whatsoever in your heart, right now is the day to settle it all once and for all. You see, God's grace has and God's grace is bringing us to the place we need to be. We know the grace of God. It's beyond our words. And Paul said in Titus chapter 2 verse 11, he said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust that we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Or in other words, Paul's telling Timothy or Titus, he says, tell them these things. Encourage and rebuke them with full authority. 
and let no man disregard you. I didn't come to tickle your ears, and I promised you a long time ago, any message that comes from behind this pulpit is going to be the truth. It doesn't matter how you feel about things. What matters is are you in obedience and alignment with the Word of God. It doesn't matter what your political party is or what your social standing is. All those things are going to be a moot point when the Lord returns. What's going to matter is, is your life in alignment with the Word of God. And Paul says, don't let anybody put you down for saying that. It doesn't matter what some ding-dong wants to cancel you over. Don't you, don't you worry about it. You just keep preaching the truth because it's the truth that's going to stand through all of this. I wish somebody would believe me right now. The truth is what's going to stand above everything. And so I have to ask you this. Are you living in harmony with the Word of God? And are you looking for His return? Awake. The second point, and I've got three points trying to be a little structured. My second point is simply this, watchman. The Old Testament gives us the concept of a watchman, and the watchman was the one that stayed awake during the night. They kept his eye on the horizon and also knew what time it was. In Isaiah chapter 20, 21, verse 11 the word says, the burden of Duma, he calleth to me out of seer. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? And the watchman said, the morning cometh and also the night. If you will inquire, inquire ye, return, come. The question was simply, what hour is it? What watch of the night is it? Or watchman, what time is it? And then, you have to understand, we've already read it. We've already seen it in Romans chapter 13, verse 12. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Here's what time it is. It is time to cast off the works of darkness. It's time to put on the armor of light. The world is looking at the church. And the church is the watchman. Watchmen give us direction. Jehovah said in Isaiah 62, 6, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night, Yet that make mention of the Lord, keep, or ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. And give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord gave us a word of watching. He gave us a word in Luke 21. He said, and there shall be signs, verse 25, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon. And in the stars and upon the earth, distresseth nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. 
And they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. In verse 33, Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Watch. And the third and final thing Simply this, words. Everybody say words. Jonah had a, a mission. Jonah had a mission to bring a message. And if you read the short story of Jonah, it's only, I believe it's only four short chapters. It's a short little book. But Jonah had a mission, and that was to bring a message Jonah had an argument with God because he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go because he knew the nature of God. He knew that if he preached repent and if they repented, he knew that God would forgive them, and Jonah didn't want them to be saved. So I have to address that just for a moment. Are you not doing what God's called you to do because you don't like the people God's sending you to? Had you rather see them go to hell than be saved? I tell you something, I had a hard time wrapping my head around the other day. Somebody posted on Facebook, we need to pray for the Taliban that are searching and hunting for Christians. Has anybody ever heard of Paul and his Damascus experience? And I had thought in myself, Brandon, I'd rather shoot them. Because I was so worked up in my mind. Now, if I'm going to be honest with y'all, y'all be honest with me. I was so worked up in my mind, I'm ready to man a drone myself, and I don't even know what they are. I'm so worked up in my mind, I want to see bombs falling out of the sky and blasting people off the face of the earth. But God says you pray for your enemies. You love them that persecute you. I want to have such a strong faith that if I'm leaned over with my hand tied behind my back and somebody's got a gun a foot from my head that's crying Allah Akbar, I want to be saying even so come quickly Lord Jesus. I want to be saying I love you Lord Jesus. I have no God but Jesus. He's my God. There wasn't hate coming out of the mouths of those that were executed. There was prayer and praise coming out of their mouth. And it's time for the fat, comfortable church of America to wake up and realize we're Christians. We're children of God. It's not about our feelings. It's not about our party. It's not about our social standing. It's not about who we are, where we are. It's about the fact that I am blood-bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. His name is on my life. Jonah had a mission. 
And you and I have a word from God. We have a sure word. And that's what we got to get into our brains today. We have a sure word. Because Jesus said it in Luke 21, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Peter said it in 1 Peter chapter 1. He said, for all flesh is grass, and the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Second Peter, verse nine, chapter 1, verse 19. Peter said, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. The gospel. Everybody say the gospel. This is the message. In these next five minutes, this is the message. The gospel is a word from God given to the people of God for the people of God to deliver to those in this world. The gospel is a word that brings faith for believing. It brings hope and healing. It brings salvation and deliverance. It brings expectation for the future. It brings peace and contentment. It brings structure and stability. It's the Word of God. And this Word keeps us grounded and focused. It keeps us encouraged and hopeful. It keeps us joyful in suffering. It keeps us abounding in hope. And it keeps us living right and looking up. The psalmist made this statement in Psalm 17, 4. He said, concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of of the destroyer. I want you to see this. The psalmist says, I followed your word and it kept me from wrong paths. We have a word from the Lord. And the word from the Lord, it's his word. His word directs my path. But my word, my word decides my path. He says, this is the way, walk ye in it. And I say, I will walk in his way. His word gives me direction, but my words declare decision. His words give blessing, but my words determine if I am going to embrace that blessing. Blessed is the man, the psalmist said, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf 
shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper, but the ungodly are not so. They're like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. We've got a word. We've got a word that directs our life. It directs how we live, directs what we say, directs how we act, directs where we go. And it's a word that will bring deliverance to those that need this gospel. His word is written and his word is forever settled. His word and my words. His word says you are blessed and my words say I am blessed and his words say you are forgiven and my words say I am forgiven and his word says you are healed and my word says I am healed. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with whatsoever things ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said that so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I want you to hear this. His word says be ready our word needs to be I am watching his word says be awake my word needs to be I'm up Lord his word is be ready my word is even so come quickly Lord Jesus my lamp is full of Holy Ghost oil and my heart is full of expectation. And God, all my life, you've been faithful. There is a song that this praise team sings that starts out with these words. He's my faithful father calling me out of the dark. And night cannot whisper away what he said in the light. What he said will be. What he's been will never change. Would you stand with me and would you bow your heads? You see, our God is the I am. He is the self-existent, self-sustaining God all by himself. He was here before us. He'll be here long after we're gone. And we've not carried him. He's carried us. The gods of this world have to be supported. The gods of this world are only as good as those that are supporting them. But that's not our God. Our God tells me that I've carried you from your womb in Isaiah 46. From the day you were born, I carried you. And even to your old age, even to your gray hairs, will I carry you. I have made you. I will bear you. I will carry you. I will deliver you. God says, whom will you liken me? 
There's nobody equal to me. There's nobody to compare me to. They can make a God of gold and they can carry him and they can worship him. But I want to tell you something. In verse 9 of Isaiah 46, God says, Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasures. I'll call the ravens from the east, the man that executeth my counsel from a far country. I've spoken it. I'll bring it to pass. I've purposed it, and I will also do it. Let me tell somebody something. Today, you're on the right side. If you're walking with the Lord, you're where you need to be. If you're not awake, it's time to awake. God's got a word. Come on, reach out to him right now. Reach out. I feel the Holy Ghost pulling somebody. Your word needs to begin to match his word. His word says, I come so that you can have life and that more abundantly. I gave my life for you. I died so you could be free from your sin. I died so you could walk a new path. I gave my life so you can have mine. And our words ought to say, Lord, that's my word for me. I want to live. I want to live. Come on. Come on, Stanley. The Spirit of God's drawn him to an altar. That's not all. God's been healing some of y'all for the past 45 minutes. God's been pulling on your heartstrings. It's time for you to begin to yield to that tug of God on your life. Step out from where you are. That's it. Step out from where you are. This altar is open. Let's, let's find ourselves a place to pray. Let's begin calling on the name of the Lord. Come on, it's time. God's stirring us today. God's cried into your nap time. And he says, Jonah, Jonah, why are you sleeping? It's time to wake up. It's time to call upon your God. Come on, all over this room. All over this room. Come on, that's it. All over this room. This is beautiful. As we kneel before the Lord. As we stand before the Lord. As we prostrate ourselves before the Lord. This is beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Jonas. Come on. We're waking up. We're waking up. We're calling. We're calling. We're calling. In Jesus' name. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. God wants to empower you with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Waymaker, miracle worker.